on that, darling. Oh, the meaning of it! You wanted that, the meaning. Mm. Now that's romantic. You're awfully dense, aren't you, Vivian? You become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Underchannel versus the MCU. Once again, we are in the throes of WandaVision and everything it is doing to us. So here we are with episode 8, titled Previously On. So that's a play on words, because obviously we're going to look at things that were previously going on in Wanda's life throughout this entire episode. Which they really do a neat job of Charles Dickensing it all, and making you go through the Wanda's past and look at everything with who we all know is not necessarily in control, but is trying to pull strings to figure things out with Wanda and that of Agatha Harkness, who we find out in the opening that she was drawn to Westview by the unleashing of the magic that Wanda used to basically create this fake reality for herself. And so it opens up on some more of the Agatha pre-story or origins as you would say and there's the disney money is on display as i it they definitely do a decent get katherine hahn de-aged in the uh opening sequences when she's being uh i don't know exactly what they're doing to her it looks like they're maybe they're binding her powers her it's a bunch of witches you're thinking witch trials at salem massachusetts but it, it's a bunch of witches in her coven that have circled her and it looks like they're binding her powers maybe and then she turns it on them and absorbs all their powers and actually kills them all in the end including her own mother so we go into it now and it's all ghosts of magic past now and agatha takes her into um one of many doorways throughout and the first one is sokovia when Wanda was a young child, so we get treated to a very touching scene, um, beautifully done, beautifully done. It's uh, Wanda, her brother, her parents sitting down for movie night, and they open up the chest, and it's DVDs of I Love Lucy and uh, Malcolm in the Middle and all the various shows and things that we've been exposed to throughout WandaVision and her, you know, version of things that are ideal you know family life and things along those lines um but she picks out a special one and it's a dick van dyke episode and you really get the sense that this is one that really means something to her and they're all sitting there they're all watching it and it's just a great family moment you know just family sitting around a tv together watching things but you are somewhat reminded of a evil undertow that's going on when Wanda's mother looks out the window because they are in Sokovia after all and there is a fighting going on down below in the streets and as they're watching this all of a sudden one of the most shocking moments and just done so well just done so well to mess with you as an as somebody watching a show the bomb hits and I I tell you even the second time I watched this episode it you know, it jolted me and, you know, they bring the story, they bring that story to life that Wanda, you know, told them about Tony Stark's missile, you know, and they watched Tony Stark waiting for him to kill them for two days and they just stared at it. 
And so they do some neat stuff, possibly, where Agatha's like, you used hex probability on that missile or that bomb so it wouldn't go off, you know. And she was just a little kid, so she didn't know exactly what she was doing, but she had powers. She had some form of powers, even though she really didn't know she did. Um, but Agatha was not satisfied. That wasn't what it was. So the next door opens up, and we go into uh, Baron Von Strucker's uh, headquarters or lair or whatever you want to say, where he was running experiments with Hydra. And uh, the Scarlet Witch comes to Wanda when the Mind Stone cracks open in like a vision that Wanda has uh, when she interacts with it. Nobody else can see it. There's like a time jump. You know, nobody else notices what happened to, to Wanda because she just falls. Uh, but, it, you know, we see the silhouette of the Scarlet Witch coming to her like she's been chosen to take on those powers. Uh, and that really gets Agatha interested. So then we go to the Avengers compound because there's just not enough explanation yet, you know, as to why and how Wanda did all this. And Wanda says it's the first place that her and Vision, you know, lived together. It's the first home they ever knew. And that was the Avengers compound. And you see the two of them just sitting down and enjoying TV together and watching TV. And just, uh, you know, sharing that time together. And it, it obviously it really means something to Wanda. And for Vision, who's experiencing all this stuff for the first time, it's a big deal for him to bond with Wanda, and she's able to explain a lot of stuff to him. So it really just begins their um, ability to come together as a couple, and Wanda can escape from the things that she's feeling, you know, the sorrow for the death of her brother, and, you know, these things that just can, can continue to compound on her. Um, but she can use TV as a great escape, and now she's really glad that she has somebody to join with her that can be exposed to it and enjoy it just as much in that of vision. Uh, so then from there, um, we go to the sword compound and we find out that Hayward has been lying all along because Wanda did not steal vision's body. Hayward had held onto it all along. Wanda came to the realization that, you know, this is not vision and she left. And, uh, you know, it was one of the best moments of the series so far was she goes down there and she puts her hand over him just like she did in Infinity War. But this time she can't feel him. She does not feel uh, Vision because that was a thing. She just says, I just feel you because that was when Vision was having his thing of doubt, uh, you know, and she just said, I just feel you. But now she says, I can't feel you. So she knows that this is just an empty bunch of billions of dollar vibranium. It's not, it's not vision. Uh, so then Wanda never actually takes them and she drives to Westview to the plot of land that vision had secured for the two of them. And as she's driving through Westview, they do a really cool job of kind of house of emming things um, in terms of, you know, this is a rundown neighborhood. There's a lot of, um, sad looking people you see herb you see phil you see mrs hart you see the uh delivery guy and the neighborhood is just kind of run down and there's you know just people obviously a lot of them are probably missing loved ones from you know the results of endgame 
you know, most of them are lost. You know, five years had passed and these people just kind of blip back. Um, and the neighborhoods are all boarded up and foreclosed. But Wanda creates a completely different reality just like she did in House of M. And now these people are happy and they all have these parts that they play in her Wanda vision of things. But secretly, she's got them all trapped. And we've seen through the reveals of Vision touching people, a lot of them are panicked and misery and stuff because Wanda's controlling their thoughts and things and they're just, you know, they can't break out of it. Um, they, they just do a really good job, you know, going through the whole thing. And then they hit us with the bomb. Another mid credit scene. And it's Hayward, that son of a bitch. He made his own vision. In the end, he made his own vision. The white vision. So this is going to be pretty cool for a lot of comic book people. Um, you know, knowing about the white vision and West Coast Avengers and things. It, they don't typically stick with any storylines for the most part from comic books. So this is going to be interesting to see what they do with white vision and how they set it up. Because this is not Wanda's vision. In fact, we learned that Wanda completely made him up. It's just another character within her Wanda vision that's just another fallacy. You know, just not a real person. Not even a real synthesoid. You know, just something out of her. This is the reality I've created out of all my grief. So it's going to get really interesting to see where this goes for the season finale. So with that being said, let's talk season finale. Here's my biggest thing. I kind of had a hard time watching the first two episodes, but then I fell in love with the series and I, I knew to give it a chance to enjoy it some more. I'm really going to warn everybody, you're not probably going to like the finale. I got a feeling the finale is going to be such a cliffhanger on so many fronts. It's not going to be satisfying for people. A lot of people are going to be upset by it. There's not going to be a big bad, you know, even with... Agatha having the two children, you know, literally being, you know, pulling their strings, you know, having them by her purple magic, which was cool in the Marvel intro too. The Marvel intro went from red to purple. Uh, but I really don't think there's going to be a big bad. There's not going to be a Mephisto. There's not going to be a nightmare. There's not going to be any reveals like that. Um, and that could be completely wrong. Who knows? But I got a feeling that they're really just going to lead us into things. They're going to make us want more. Because it's going to be a cliffhanger, but there's not going to be a lot of um, resolution. You got some answers in this pet in this episode I'm previously on, but that's probably all we're going to get. I got a feeling, and just I think so. I, I imagine that's going to make a lot of people upset. So if you're one of those people, you know, feel free to reach out to us about how upset you are with that, per, you know, prediction, especially if it comes to fruition. That's actually how it goes. Uh, but anyways, uh, half the fun of watching these shows, these movies, is the MCU's ability to plant Easter eggs throughout. Whether it's to comic book lore, to hinting to other things, to other movies and or future things with their TV series that they're doing in Marvel. Um, th this is what they do. They have a good time of just doing things where they drop in little words, hints, images, things along those lines. So, let's talk Easter eggs now. On the house deed, you see the little heart with 
vision saying, you know, for us to grow old and referencing back to the heart that they drew the calendar on. They couldn't remember what it meant. On the deed is the name Kate Weddell. Googled it right away after I paused it and, you know, found out, you know, what the name was. She has been an assistant art director on this series, as well as Grey's Anatomy and the show Scandal. So she is big time um, into, you know, the universes of Hollywood and, and how things are made and set and things along those time. Um, as the Wanda town begins to become, when she unleashes her chaos magic, one of the billboards is Lagos Paper Towel. Uh, the missile, obviously, we were all right all along. That was... You know, a reference to Tony Stark and the missile in the toaster. And then the Yo Magic thing seems to play out on how maybe Agatha is going to suck the magic out of these children and or Wanda herself. Because it seems like Agatha has a hunger for magic. And that commercial ended with the little boy being a skeleton on that island, just like Wanda's, or not Wanda's, uh, Agatha's coven. So, we'll see how that goes out. And then, uh, if you notice, the please stand by is gone. It is not part of the credits anymore. So I found that interesting. We'll have to see what exactly that means. Uh, but overall, just another fantastic episode to really boost into the lore of things that we're getting and if it plays into the next movie, which I'm pretty sure we've gotten confirmation, it's going to play into uh, Doctor Strange and the Mar the Multiverse of Madness. So I got a feeling that's where all the cliffhangers are going to leave us wanting more. So we're going to have to see this movie. Like we were going to all really want to see the next Doctor Strange movie, which is good because I mean Doctor Strange is a good character, and we'll see how WandaVision plays into that now with the multiverse and things because that's something we're all a lot of MCU fans have been clamoring for is. And the multiverse. Uh, we've seen little specks in Spider-Man, I guess, maybe. And we're hoping for more. Uh, so we'll just have to be patient. So let us know what you guys thought of the episode, episode 8 previously on. Let us know your predictions for how this series is going to wrap up. Do you think there's going to be a season 2? Uh, do you think we're going to be uh, you know, misled like everything else has been kind of a mislead? You know, with in terms of people in the town and things like that. Dottie, for instance, she ended up being like a nobody. Uh, but so, yeah, just drop us a line uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys for checking out the Under Channel and have a great one. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs>